0: Amen is right. Thank you, Shirley. I just noticed the uh, title of pastor's message, if he had been here today, God loves you more than you know. Isn't that a, a great truth? Well, I, I've titled this message, The Beauty of the Trinity. And obviously no, no preacher could do this topic, uh, justice, especially on short notice, but, but bear with me, please. I know many of you, you love the doctrine of the Trinity. You, you firmly believe it. You could adequately define it and defend it. And others, uh, maybe you lack a, a solid uh, understanding of this great doctrine. It if uh, you were called upon to explain it, uh, you might not be sure uh, what, what to say. There, there's a range of reasons, more than I've listed here. Maybe you're young, uh, maybe a, a recent uh, convert, uh, maybe um, have not been converted yet. Maybe you attended a church previously that didn't really stress uh, challenge you with uh, a little more deeper uh, theology. But I'll add this, it's been my experience, and I know the experience of others, uh, that a lot of professing Christians, uh, they would not say they're Uh, anti-Trinitarian. To their credit, they would confirm uh, the the Trinity. They wouldn't, obviously, again, they wouldn't deny it. However, they don't think that much about it. They don't see it as really that important and, and that relevant Uh, to the Christian uh, faith, and and I would say they would be very wrong. Uh, The doctrine of the Trinity, it does matter. It is a big deal. Matter of fact, it's the central truth of the Bible. It's a a vital truth. It's the most glorious subject of all. It's the highest and greatest revelation of God, and it's at the very heart of of the gospel that God the Father sent his only uh, begotten son to save sinners. So a few uh, personal questions for you outside of right now. Um, when was the last time you really thought about the Trinity? Could, could you define it? And what would you say? Could you defend it against, for example, the Jehovah's Witnesses uh, next door? I, uh, you never know. You never know when you're gonna have the opportunity. I was sitting in my office at the school um, shortly after Christmas, and I got my head down doing something. I look up and there's a lady standing at my desk, and uh, she uh, needed directions someplace. I don't know how she found her way right there, but she did. And I walked her out of the, the building. We were walking. I was uh, um, giving her directions best I could. And I asked her, did, did you have a good Christmas? And she said, I don't celebrate Christmas. And boom, you know that, uh, oh, are you a Jehovah's Witness? Oh, yes, I am. And there we had an interesting uh, discussion uh, for a few minutes. So you never know. Obviously, they're known to knock on your door and, and you want to be ready. Well, let, let's pray before I go any further. Lord, uh, I, I pray for help. Help uh, giving these uh, great truths. I pray that you would enlarge our hearts, uh, enlighten our minds uh, to see a little bit more of the beauty, the beauty of the, the Trinity. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, we, we all, we have a, an innate, it's an inborn desire for beauty, whether it's to hear beautiful music, to see a a beautiful sunset, or to listen uh, to beautiful uh, music. Uh, People will travel uh, for miles, for hours. They'll get on airplanes and and go long distances, um, you know, just to see the ocean or the mountains or uh, to visit a museum. Uh, But we, we not only have a desire uh, for beauty, to see beauty. We have a desire for significance, for meaning, uh, other than um, just the mundane. Um, um, we, we have a desire to be uh, productive and, and, to, and to do things. Um, it, it's part of, of, of being a, a human, and it, it's because we're made in the image of God, we have this desire, but we, we have a desire... To worship. I really believe it's hardwired in us. It's in our DNA. We want to worship. We want to worship something. A lot of people worship celebrities. Um, I could go through a list of of things that people bow down to. Um, Usually it's self. It could be alcohol, drugs, um, popularity, uh, money. Um, We can go on and on. But people are exchangers. Lost people are exchangers. They're exchanging. They could have God. But they would rather have these uh, low, low things. And they find their, their pleasure in sin rather than their pleasure in seeking the, the triune uh, God. But as Christians, that should be our greatest p- pleasure is to seek and to, to know the Lord. Well, two um, simple truths I want to submit to you. One is the pinnacle of beauty the height of beauty is the Trinity. Everything else pales in comparison uh, to uh, the Trinity. And that search that we have, you know, for significance to do things, for pleasure to produce, um, it, it's, it's only found in, uh, in, in, in Christ. Well, with that said, um, let's go a little deeper into uh, this revelation of the triunity of of God. Obviously, I'm just going to be scratching the surface. Uh, We have eight-pound brains, um, heads, three-pound brains. Um, uh, We're finite. God is is infinite and there's no way we're going to fully, we will never fully comprehend uh, the Trinity. Only the Trinity can fully comprehend uh, the Trinity, but we can know what is revealed, um, and I will uh, reveal truth to you as best I can here. I'm going to uh, define uh, the Trinity, um, who is the Trinity, it's much easier to speak of the identity of of, uh, the Trinity. First of all, we're monotheists, um, one God. We believe in uh, one God, despite the false accusations of, of many, especially uh, the Muslims. Um, Muhammad, uh, some of you might be familiar, he, five, six hundred years after Christ, um, he falsely believed that the Trinity was the Father and Mary and and, Jesus. and what a distorted uh, view uh, that is. And many Muslims still believe that today. Well, we, we believe uh, the Shema. We believe the Lord. The Lord is one. God is revealed in three persons. There's one God revealed in three persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So we have one being, one essence, one substance that is God and three persons make up uh, the Godhead. Now, it's important, these three persons, they are distinct. Uh, The Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Father. The Father didn't die on the cross, and the Father was not uh, baptized. Now, they are co-equal. Many make mistakes here. It's not a, a hierarchy. It's not a tier system. There's not one that is superior To the other, Uh, the son is equal um, to the father. Um, They are co-eternal. God, the Father is the eternal Father. The Son is the eternal uh, Son of God. There was never a time that Jesus uh, didn't exist. Um, Now they do have, as many of you you would know, they have different roles. The Father does the electing, the choosing, the sending. The Son does the atoning and the dying. The Holy Spirit does the regenerating, the illuminating, illuminating truth to us. And the Holy Spirit loves to do what? He loves to glorify uh, the Son. Well, I briefly want to add that we need to be cautious with some things, we need to be cautious with analogies. The egg, the shell, the yolk, ice liquid, you know, vapor, things like that, three-leaf clovers, uh, the triangle. Um, What's the problem with something like that? What's the problem with kind of describing the Trinity as as a triangle? Well, the problem is God does not have parts. That is the doctrine of divine simplicity. It just means God does not have parts or components. Jesus is not one third Trinity, and the Father's one third Trinity. The Holy Spirit is one third Trinity. That that is not the way uh, to think about the Trinity. Again, God is is one in essence, one in substance, yet three in persons. Again, not divided in parts. God's not part love. God is not part justice. Uh, A better way uh, uh, to think of it is He is fully just. He is he is fully love. He is fullness. He is the fullness of love and, and justice. But anyway we don't uh, divide God up. Okay, few questions. Where do we get the doctrine of the Trinity? The answer, it comes from God. It comes from God. It comes from the Bible. It comes from Jesus. It comes from Paul, inspired by Uh, the inspired authors of scripture and others Um, why do we believe it we believe it not because of creeds and and councils and confessions and traditions though some of those things can be good we believe it because it's the revealed it's in the, the word of God the revealed word of God and is the trinity in the old testament some people ask that question is the trinity in the old testament emphatically yes 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 you see it as early as Genesis first book first chapter Genesis 1:26 then God said let us go down us let us go down and make man in our image that's plural plural pronouns Genesis 3:22 behold the man has become like one of us knowing good from evil Again, Genesis eleven seven, plurality. Let us go down and confuse their language. Later in Genesis nineteen, you have Yahweh. What's, what's happening? Interesting. <laughs> Yahweh is raining down fire from Yahweh. We see the Trinity in Isaiah 9. I could uh, listed several verses there. In Psalm 110, the Lord said to my Lord, We see the Trinity in the book of Numbers. This is interesting. You have this threefold blessing in the book of Numbers. The Lord bless you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. And the Lord give you peace. In Isaiah 6 3, the angels cry out in a threefold repetition. What is it? What are they crying out? Holy, holy, holy. Okay, I mentioned the. uh, doctrine of divine simplicity here's a, a, another doctrine it's the doctrine of progressive revelation progressive revelation and and what what is that it, it simp- simply means god in his infinite wisdom chose to progressively reveal the doctrine of the trinity it's there i read it to you you heard it in in genesis right but he reveals it more and more as we read through the scriptures. It's an unfolding uh, truth. Now, granted, it's more in the shadows in the Old Testament. The light gets much, much brighter and flipped on in, in the New Testament. That's a good way to think about it, an analogy. Um, you, you, you wake up, and the sun's barely coming up. It's kind of dark in your bedroom, and, and uh, you don't see everything that well. It's all there. Your bed's there. The dresser's there, um, whatever things you have in your bedroom, they're all there. You don't just see them quite as clearly as when the sun comes up and, and that light is on. And that, that's the way it is with the, um, the Old Testament. It's there. And then the light uh, is on um, in, the, in the New Testament. Um, I was thinking this. It's interesting. How long How, how long did it take people to write men to write the books of the Bible. Not sure. Some, maybe not very long. Others, it may have taken a long time before they they finished uh, the book, but you have the Old Testament. It took a long time to complete the Old Testament. With the New Testament, it didn't take that long, Uh, um, what, fifty, I don't know, sixty years to complete uh, the, the New Testament. Uh, so just this explosion of truth over a shorter period of time in the New Testament, we have numerous uh, Trinitarian verses in the New Testament. I, I could read them to you. I'll just give you a list: uh, Matthew 28, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4, 1 Peter 1, Revelation 1, many, many others. Um, we see how in in uh, I use this with the Jehovah's Witnesses sometimes, just in the introduction. Um, where Paul is introducing a letter, he's talking about the Father and the Son and, and the Holy Spirit. He just uses those three names interchangeably. Um, we see that in Second Corinthians 13 and in John 14, um, 16, John 14:26. Um, I uh, won't take the time to, to read those, but uh, you, you see that fact. He'll speak of the Father, of uh, the Son. And, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, a few more comments uh, regarding uh, the Holy Spirit, some thoughts um, with the Holy Spirit. I think we can have a tendency, uh, some will um, over-emphasize the work of the Spirit. Again, the Spirit, What what's his role, his desire, is to glorify Jesus, to shine the light on on. Jesus. With some groups, it seems can overemphasize uh, uh, the Spirit, uh, and some uh, can underemphasize uh, the Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is is definitely um, uh, God, referred to as God in, in Acts. Um, he's not an it. He knows all things. He teaches. He's grieved. He intercedes. Uh, for us, he can be lied to. What's that tell you? He's not a force. Jehovah's Witnesses think God, or the Spirit, is just a force? Well, he's not a force. He's a person uh, that can be lied to. And and the Holy Spirit does what? He indwells us. He empowers us. He comforts us. He fills us. Fills us with love. Fills us with joy. He testifies. This is really good. He testifies to us that we (laughs) Belong to God. He gives us that that assurance um, that we are His. Well, we see the deity of Christ everywhere. Uh, Matt, read and in, in John one, uh, John eight, uh, John two. I love using John chapter two with Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, I'll I'll ask him. I think I asked that lady I was telling you about right there at my desk. Um, I asked her, you know, who who raised who do you think raised Jesus from the dead? Who raised Jesus from the dead? I've asked so many. Tyler, you've been with me in those conversations. Jehovah's Witness, who raised Jesus from the dead? What are they going to say? They're going to say Jehovah. Jehovah raised Jesus from the dead. And they'll, then we'll read there in John chapter 2 where Jesus claims, destroy this temple, this body, and I will raise it again. In three days, and I take my time. A lot of times, I like to have them read it. It's more powerful <laughs> if you have a cultist read the verse rather than you than you read it to them. And uh, then I'll ask, well, who 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 raised Jesus from the dead? You know, I'll, I'll hold their their feet to the flame just a little bit. But it is clear if you read John chapter two, Jesus claimed that he would uh, raise himself uh, from the dead, so Jesus definitely uh, claimed uh, to be God. He did things only God could do. Um, he did things. He said things that would be absolute blasphemy, just blasphemous. If you're if you're not God, he said in John fourteen one, "You believe in God, believe also in me. Believe in me." <laughs> um, you you've heard it said. Regarding the scriptures, you heard it said regarding the scriptures, Holy Writ, but I say to you, do you hear what he's doing when he says that? But I say to you, he's putting his words on par um, with the scriptures. Well, Jesus, as C.S. Lewis famously said, he's a liar, he's a lunatic, or he's he's Lord. He, he's, uh, I heard one preacher say he's a madman, bad man, or he's, he's the God man. Cause he did things only again, only God could do. Said things only God would say, unless you're you're insane. And uh, Jesus was the most rational, um, sane, um, clear-minded, honest person, obviously that that has ever ever existed. Well, let's explore just a minute. Um, why is there so much controversy, so much misrepresentation surrounding the doctrine of the Trinity? Why is it so controversial? Well, for one, it's a complex subject. It's a very complex subject. Is that right? Actually, it's the most complex subject there is. No, there's nothing more complex than, than, than the Trinity. So it's easy for well meaning, even believers, to get a little off um, in this area. I mean, even learned people. There's some learned people out there that can get a little bit off um, on the Trinity, get confused about it. It is a deep topic. And another big reason for all the the controversy and and whatnot is uh, the devil. The devil is relentless in his attacks. He's relentless in attacking what the biggies. He's always attacking the uh, deity of Christ, salvation by grace alone. He attacks the Bible. He he wants to twist uh, the word. So what's of course he's going to attack the doctrine of the the uh, the Trinity. It's the greatest truth there is. So he's going to go after that that truth. And he he's vicious. He he attacks those biggies. He attacks you. He attacks his church, he attacks uh, marriage, he, he attacks families. Uh, it's, just, uh, it's just what he does, so no, no surprise. He invents false religions. He invents these, these cults. I've heard it said he you know, throws these crazy thoughts and doctrines up against the wall, and what's going to stick? They're going to believe that. Well, let's throw some more on. But uh, he's, he's constantly twisting uh, the truth. Again, he invents false religions, cults. The early church, how soon did they have to deal with false teachers and false teachings? Right away. Right away. Don't think just because some early you know, guy taught this that, that uh, he's more pure. The, some early people um, got off um, as well. Well, most of the false teachings today that, that we see... Um, even with our neighbors here, they're just old, repackaged, touched-up um, heresies. Ancient, old heresies. Um, that's what the Jehovah's Witnesses, it's Arianism. It goes way back. Uh, modalism, Oneness Pentecostals, I talk to them all the time. That's an old uh, heresy that's been around a long time. So there's a lot of groups that distort and deny uh... the Trinity. Here's a few. Said the Jehovah's Witnesses many times because they're so prominent. Uh, one, of the Pentecostals again. You heard of Christadelphians? Um, they're around, not nearly as popular as, as some, but uh, I know there's a church right outside uh, um, Bloomington. I'm not sure if there's one here. Heard of the Way International? I had a friend in high school. Um, I was so deviant. I'm sorry, I was. Um, but I remember he wanted to take me out to eat pizza or something, and and you know he had uh, you know good motives. Wanted to sit down in this Pizza Hut and talk to me about uh, truth, what he thought was truth. Found out he was with the Way International. Didn't know it at the time, but the Way International uh, denies uh, the Trinity. Uh, Mormons deny uh, the Trinity. They're they're. Uh, um, uh, believe in, you'd have to say millions of gods, millions and millions of gods. They believe they can attain um, godhood. So they, they deny uh, the Trinity. The, the biggest denier of the Trinity, who do you think that is? It's, uh, it's Islam. It's Islam. They deny the Trinity. Um, they, uh, I love talking to Muslims. They, they believe in a lonely God. They believe in a lonely God. Who, who did Allah love? Is, is, is Allah love? Is, is God love? We know the Bible tells us God is love. Well, who, who did Allah love before he created uh, the angels and man? There was nobody there. But the true God, the Father, has always loved the Son. The Son has always loved the Father. There was always love. Um, but uh, not, uh, not with uh, the false God. Um, Allah, and I tell them too, lovingly, I mean, you, you have no savior, you have no savior, you have no, no sin bearer, and I'll look them in the eyes and I'll tell them you have a false God, and you, you need to turn to, to the true God. Well, uh, moving on here, uh, what else does the devil attack? The devil attacks the gospel. He goes uh, for the gospel. Um, the gospel is Trinitarian it's distinctively Trinitarian one of Marla's favorite preachers of course Pastor Daniel was our favorite preacher but uh, there are others that we listen to and gain a lot from um, but this gentleman he said the trinity gives the gospel its flavor isn't that a good statement the trinity gives the gospel its favor, favor or flavor. no trinity no gospel uh, no trinity, no salvation. That's just, that's the truth. Uh, before the foundation and the formation of the world, uh, the triune God uh, and this council uh, devised this uh, amazing plan of, of salvation. And they're united in that, that plan. Now, again, they have uh, different roles. But the, a proper view of the atonement uh, demands a proper view of of the Trinity. The Son was sent by the Father and the Son bore uh, the, the wrath of the Father. Only God can save us from God because there's what? An infinite chasm between God and between man. And again, Pastor says this no angel, no men. You could have men dying on crosses from, I say this sometimes, Los Angeles to New York, you know, and wouldn't uh, atone for a single. Um, sin because it's an infinite crime to sin against an infinitely holy God so it takes the infinite God to, uh, to save us only God can save us and, and the Father sent God God the Son only Jesus uh, um, could, could save us well this leads to an interesting question as I begin to, to wrap up do you have to believe in the Trinity to be saved That's an interesting question. Or to be a Christian, do you have to believe in the Trinity? Here's my answer. Yes and no. Yes and no. When you're first saved, you don't need this amazing grasp of the Trinity to be able to articulate the Trinity. Of course not. You're just getting um, these truths. However, I believe if, if the Spirit dwells in someone, they get saved. We're out and we're talking to somebody, they profess Christ, and, and uh, on, maybe on the campus. And uh, we tell them these things about Jesus dying on the cross, and, and their sin, and they're broken over their sin, and they want to be saved, and they, they uh, surrender and look to Christ. And, and uh, we come back the next, you know, next week, talk to them, there um, they're not going to necessarily going to have all this understanding of the trinity but if the spirit dwells in them the spirit teaches us so if the spirit's in you and is your teacher are you going to hear about the trinity and deny it no you will not uh, deny the trinity now you can get a little confused for sure we can kind of question well what about this can you explain that but again the spirit teaches us and will reveal uh, the truth uh, to us, and we're not going to dig our heels in and, de- and deny uh, uh, the, t- the Trinity. So the answer is yes and no. Uh, another scripture here, John 17:3, a- an amazing verse. This is eternal life, guys. This is eternal life that they know you, the Father, and the only true God, Jesus Christ, whom you sent. See, they're both uh, mentioned there. Okay, few final thoughts. Uh, with uh, some applications. Uh, One, uh, the doctrine of the Trinity, it's a non-negotiable. It's foundational. It's essential. We've got to get this right. We've got to, and that's why I wanted to preach it. I wish I had more time, not kind of off the cuff, but we've got to get this this, uh, truth right. Why? Because it's the doctrine of God. The doctrine of God, the nature of God, so we want to know uh, this this truth. Number two, most of us probably need to be a little bit more trinitarian. If you're honest with yourself, we need to be a little more trinitarian, a little more thoughtful about uh, uh, the the Trinity, more just thoroughly trinitarian. And I've been listening here like this last week. I, um, I think it was Elder Andrus prayed something and and it's trinity pastor will often do that um, trinitarian uh, prayers well we need to be able number three we need to be able to defend this doctrine and when we're challenged we need to patiently as we can uh, correct those who have wrong views Um, again understanding well-meaning christians can be a you know I need to learn more about this. I'm a little confused about this. I hear you. You know, the Spirit's in you. I hear you. I believe the Trinity, but can you explain this a little bit more to me? Um, so we, we need to, to be patient when we're correcting people. Uh, we need to differentiate when, when we're getting attacked or, or somebody's questioning, um, like the Jehovah's Witnesses. They intensely oppose the Trinity. I mean, that, that's their whole thing. Really, that's about their whole thing. It's coming against the deity of Christ and uh, coming against uh, the Trinity. They're, they're not in that category of, I'm a little confused, can you explain to me? i got the Spirit of God, I'm going to hear the truth, I'm going to believe the truth. Uh, no. Um, they, they say things like this. Uh, Jehovah's Witnesses will say, this lie of the Trinity was promoted by Satan himself. They say there's never been a more deceptive doctrine they say it has pagan origins. They'll say things like, well, who ran the universe when Jesus died? Now, is that a major misunderstanding of, of, of the Trinity? Um, they, they misrepresent the Trinity. They'll say three gods in one, or three gods in one person. You know, it's just the, the opposite. Um, they're sadly listening to their father, uh, the devil. Um, another, uh, we need to know there are two billion Muslims out there that oppose the Trinity. When I was younger and, uh, you know, out evangelizing, didn't talk to many Muslims. We're talking to a lot of Muslims. There's a lot of Muslims out there, so we need to um, be able to engage them and, and stress with them. That idea, I kind of mentioned it a little earlier, this relational thing, uh, that, that, that God is a relational God. Again, the fathers always love the son; Sons always love the father. Um, you can stress those things. Uh, again, I, The lonely God of Allah. Um, it, it, it's sad. Now there's multitude of groups that uh, spread errors pertaining uh, to the, the Trinity. I'll close up here pretty soon. Most common is Arianism, uh, denying the deity of Christ. Modalism, contradicts the scriptures you know what you know that's uh one the Pentecostal td jakes a lot of charismatic types will fall for that um deception they they believe in jesus in comes out in manifestations in stages the, G, the you know jesus would come out you got, got the stage you open the curtains there's jesus it's jesus then he then jesus goes back then he comes back out and now jesus is the father Jesus goes this way, comes back out on stage in the theater, and now he's the Holy Spirit. No. That's, uh, there's three distinct uh, persons that, that make up uh, the Trinity. Okay, another application applies to all of us, um, especially uh, moms and dads, uh, uh, men with your children, uh, with your, your families, um, husbands, wives, just for yourself. What, uh, we need to really study this, uh, this truth. We need to, to teach. Um, husbands, teach your, your... You need to know it so you can teach your children uh, in an age-appropriate way uh, uh, this, this doctrine. So you've got to study it out yourself. And you've got to be careful of, of heresies. Um, it, there's dangerous doctrines out there. Um, and it is so easy uh, with, with the Trinity um, it, it's much easier uh, with who is the Trinity Father, Son, Holy Spirit then how do they relate to each other that's where it gets a little tricky and uh, people can get a little off but there's one will um, they are united one uh, uh, will within the Trinity not three wills they are in perfect uh, harmony with one another, undivided, um, forever. Okay, um, one more application here. When we consider the Trinity, um, let's understand a lot of mystery. There's a lot of a nuance. Uh, and of course, it's the most complex, uh, deep, highest uh, subject uh, there is. So th- this is relevant Um, um, again who who is what's the most beautiful my title was uh, the beauty of the Trinity what is most beautiful the Lord Jesus is most beautiful the Trinity the Spirit the Father the Son the Spirit the Trinity is the most beautiful and what is so beautiful about them their holiness their holiness is what is most beautiful and I'll tell you this, um, with all of you here in front of me, and maybe um, some might be watching on Facebook, um, who's the most beautiful out of us? Not, I'm not talking about physical beauty. Who's the most beautiful in this room right now? Whomever is the most holy. I don't know who that is. Whoever's the most holy in this room right now, you, you are the most, uh, most beautiful. Well, let, let's, uh, let's be in awe of, of the Trinity, this, this great uh, doctrine. Uh, let's spend our lives pursuing God. We can pursue lots of things that just pass away. Um, we never know. Here, Pastor found himself in an emergency room. Um, young people die all the time. As we get older, we're getting closer to death. Let, let's, I got, I'll close with this story real quick. Just came to mind. You got a friend very evangelistic, he found out his, his uh, um, stepmother had cancer, very concerned for her, he goes down, flies to Florida to get to her, to give her the truth, make sure she wants to um, see, he wants to see that she's saved, and gives her the gospel, and he, he said he, he encouraged her, read the Bible, Betty was her name, just came to my mind, Betty, read the Bible, you don't have much time left. Did you hear the diagnosis? Read the Bible. I think he went to the store or something. Comes back. Betty's reading the newspaper. Reading the newspaper. And Betty died two weeks later. So let's, uh, why we have life breath? Let's pursue God. Let's pursue uh, the Trinity. And if you've never really uh, surrendered, um, to Christ, to the Trinity, to God. Uh, What are you waiting for? Um, If you've not done that, do it it now. Talking about your soul, talking about eternity, heaven or hell. Let's pray. Lord, you are most glorious. You are most beautiful. Fill us with love for you right now. Bring understanding. Bring deep desire to know you better. In your holy name, amen.